One mic, one voice. You can change the world, it's your choice. One mic, one voice. You can change the world, it's your choice. One mic, one voice. You can change the world, it's your choice. One mic, one voice. Welcome to the One Mic, One Voice show, Building the Collective Conscious, a show that is created to give space where your voice, ideas, and informed opinions can be heard, appreciated, and yay, debated. I am Michael Eric Owen. And I am DT, and we are back in this thing once again. Man, I... One Mic, One Voice show. (laughs) You know, what's funny is that before the show started, Mike was actually challenging me to a sing-off. Oh, we don't want to go there. Okay. Leave it for the after party? Yeah, we're going to leave it for the okay. after party. After party, we're going to be I was singing. winning, by the way, just to let everybody know. <laughs> I think I shattered a couple glasses, though, in here. You know, Mike got some rain, though. Don't let, <laughs> hey, let, don't let the smooth voice fool you. The, he can get up there. I mean, he was... <laughs> was I up there? <laughs> and, you know, I'm excited about today's show because um, there is so much going on um, around our world. There's so much going on in the United States. It seems like when it can't get um, uh, any crazier, uh, it absolutely does. Absolutely and, does. And today's show is titled, Is War the Answer? Is War the Answer? And, um, I mean, it's, you know, since the beginning of time. Yeah. Uh, conflict, right? Almost been like a... Uh, requirement (laughs) it's like it's in our dna right (laughs) to uh you know the baby's born to go to school even on the micro level uh i mean even in the in the animal kingdom you (laughs) you see fighting and wars and you know it's like man this is a part of us but is it ever the answer and you know I, i i find it uh just ironic that some of these folks um and we're gonna we're we're going to focus in right now on uh what uh the political uh i guess um correct term uh is the alt right but we know it as a white supremacist movement uh the white hate movement uh there's nothing um there's nothing soft about this movement these people have modeled themselves after nazis they have yeah so- i mean I mean, if that tells you anything about absolutely, who they are. absolutely. Um, I mean, a lot of this has been infused into this movement. When you got neo Nazism, uh, in in the likes, uh, in the tradition of the KKK, um, hell, Trump. Yeah, exactly. We 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 saw that right in the tradition of uh, Hitler, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so you have this Richard Spencer, which has become the um, the face, right? The architect of this 21st century movement. Uh, and uh, they were in like staunch supporters for 45. Uh, I mean, they, they, they saw they this as, as, as the second coming, right? <laughs> right, right. Uh, the slogan, make America great again. They saw this as the, um, as the prophecy being fulfilled, mm-hmm for the the white nationalistic movement 
Um, and, and, and folks, if you haven't, we've talked about white nationalism. You can go back and go through the archives and you can look at the shows that we've already done on it. There's a show called White Nationalism. <laughs> right. Matter of fact, it was part one, two, and three. I think we did three parts on it, right? So if you're looking for that one in particular, you can go right to it. You can go right to it. But they, they held, DT, they held this protest in uh, front of the White House. Ouch. Like, like, and and this is what's so funny. Forty five's never at the White House. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> he's at Mar a Lago, so he's he's never at the White House. I mean, we should do a show <laughs> on how do you become the president of the United States, right? And then just don't stay in he the told Capitol. Him he wasn't staying there. His wife doesn't stay in the Capitol. She's in New York. I mean, he's he's at his at his res- man. He is running the country. Do they think the Obamas brought roaches or something? <laughs> something One of them crazy ideas. <laughs> I guess you know. I don't want to sleep in a in a in a place where black folks have been, and I don't know what the mentality is. But I mean, this guy is is running our country from a golfing resort. Man, that must be nice. I mean. I mean, could you some, imagine some of them? And we're going to get into uh, the decisions that he made. But this idea that you can somehow um, make these life and death decisions in a resort somewhere. OK, uh, I, again, so you have <laughs> so we have this protest that takes place. You got the presidency protest. on autopilot. Autopilot, you know, anywhere we Cruise can go, control. where we can go, uh, we just might as well do it. Uh, you take it. I thought the seat of government was in Washington, but I guess now it's at his resort. Um, but you have this protest. Now this group, right, that's got an issue with their prophet, <laughs> got an issue with their savior, right? Uh, why do they have an issue? Well, I don't think the... Syrian people are actually white. Okay. <laughs> so it begs the question, so what what if what if they were coming to say the you know the uh Anglo-Saxon Europeans defense would that be okay? Or is it just I I just I just don't get it, man. I I just don't I mean how how far does hate go? Oh, to the extreme. To every four I mean, corners. You huh? can, I mean, there are places in your mind that, that hate gets gone and you haven't been able to get there, you know, but it's happening every day, um, every second. And I'm not saying that I agree with what 45 did, and we're going to get into that because I think if you, folks, if, if you're following us on, on Patreon account, you, you got to show, show notes, the outline. Uh, there's a map there. And we're going to be talking about the location of Syria and how vital, how vital that region is, and just how uh, I would say explosive, mm-hmm. uh, being explosive. connected. Wow. Oh what? man, being ex- being being connected with these uh, neighboring nations. Um, we're going to talk about that. So at this protest, the folks were yelling out, "We want walls, not war." I <laughs> know we want right? walls, not like, war. Like, still, to me, that's that's like I want a conflict, but not to the extreme. You know? yeah. I want it to go very far, but I do want a problem. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. I, I <laughs> but do, you know, yeah. even thinking about that though, the war has been going on. You know, even even since Obama's been in the Absolutely. presidency, we've been bombing so. them since 14, 2014. So, um, what do you really want? You know, I. It's, it's to me. It's 
you know, the, these are, you know, when it, when it suits their purpose, right? When, uh, and then the fight is so contradicting, you know, like the guy changed his, uh, he changed his Twitter, a Twitter handle yeah, with, with the yeah. Syrian flag in it. Absolutely. We have problems right here yeah. on American soil yeah. that are not being resolved and are not being addressed in a swift uh, manner. <laughs> and yet we, we take up arms and we go to bat for other countries when we still have our own issues to deal with here. And it's not like, you know, people are, are changing their Twitter handles to Black Lives Matter or, you know, some of the other things that we face daily. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 when we and folks, we got to take a break. We're going to pay some bills. But when when we not allow we ban syrian refugees from coming in okay we don't care about you enough to let you in but we care about enough to bomb the country in which you reside i think there's there's a um i think there's a problem with that i see this i seen a post somebody made like america bombed syria for bombing Syria to teach Syria a lesson about bombing Syria. <laughs> <I> know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it doesn't make any sense, right? Doesn't make any sense. Folks, hang in there with us. Is war the answer is what we're dealing with today. We have a, a, a special guest. We're going to pause from the deepness of our conversation just for a minute, but we have Tiffany Nicole, the artist, the activist coming in in just a bit. Folks, hang in there. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Tiffany Hill, host of Authentic Conversations, a weekly motivational podcast where we discuss matters such as self-work, relationships, parenting, professional development, physical, emotional, and spiritual health. You can find me on Facebook at Authentic Conversations by Tiffany Hill, on social media at TH underscore Authentic, and you can also subscribe to Authentic Conversations on iTunes and Podbeans, and the show is also available on blackinstudios.com. I look forward to connecting with you and remember to live authentically is the ultimate form of happiness this is dr laura Jalat, and when i listen to podcasts i always listen to the one mic one voice show welcome back <laughs> hey um you know, it's it's again, is war the answer? And um I was I, you know, this beat this is good for <laughs> absolutely nothing. <laughs> you know, this uh BBC report that um that I wanna just take a moment to just cite some things from it. And 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 this is in reference to uh 45's um attack in Syria. Um, as it relates to uh, Assad's, uh, I guess, allege, um, you know, poisoning of his own people. Now, let me just say this. I'm not an apologist for Assad. So I, I think he's, uh, from what I've read and heard, he's a pretty bad dude. He's a dictator, right? I don't, I don't get down with dictators, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? I like to have some freedom and some say-so, so I don't get down with him. But... Uh, if you're going to bomb another country, you need to have some proof. I mean, we've seen this before, right? He's got weapons of mass destruction. Oh, yeah. Ouch. We got to go in there. What we find, DT? Nothing. Uh, <laughs> a 
We didn't find like a, a like a like a magic blow up pen or something. They found a watch and a wine <laughs> bottle opener. <laughs> right. So I'm saying before we go in and kill people, take the lives of innocent kids. I think we do need to pass a test. I think it do it does need to be under scrutiny. That's why Congress is to declare war. That's why Congress has a role in this. And this this uh person in his again, his golfing resort and his little situation room. You know, in the mobile situation room. <laughs> man ordered this strike, man. And and the BBC says talks about uh, on Saturday in Syria's capital, Damascus, and around the world, people protested against the airstrike, insisting there should be no U.S. war against Syria. At least six people are reported to have been killed in the missile strikes in the early hours of Friday. The strikes followed Wednesday, suspect a chemical attack on the rebel hill down of Khan Shikon, in which 89 people are reported to have died. Okay, now, now let's let's back up here. At least six people are reported to have been killed in the missile strike. Okay, uh, Americans, we're responsible for what our country does. I mean, this idea that, you know, it was 45 and it was his decision. It's a, we, we are citizens of this country. We vote people into office, do we not? Okay. Um, they're supposed to be represented of the voice of the people, right? Mm. right? So we sanction what is being done by our government. Am I right or wrong? We're in a democracy, right? Well, we're really in a republic, but that's a whole nother conversation to have. But, but don't we sanction this, though? Mm-hmm. I mean, do, 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 should we feel any obligation to those six people that died? Now, somebody might say, they were just six people. You ever lost a loved one? Mm-hmm. A mother? A son? A daughter? Get quiet. Don't Ouch. You. Yeah. That's, those six people mattered to somebody. And this clown in his mobile situation room with zero proof dropped tomahawk missiles the king of uh fake news uh. <laughs> i mean it's crazy man uh i mean it, it goes on to say and again i i don't i don't want people to get get me wrong but we're talking about the region here and so we have to listen to the voices of the region and iran's president hassan uh, Rouhani has said terrorists are celebrating U.S. strikes on a Syrian air base. Hell yeah, they are. Mm. They've already painted us as being the aggressor. They already painted us as being against Islam. Right? The intrusion and invasion of the West. When we look at the map, Syria is right next to Iraq. What do we do there? Oh. We tore the country up. Mm-hmm. Remember shock and all? I mean, Bush even named what he was going to do. Shock and all. <laughs> shock and <it> all. <laughs> you know, I'm yeah, like, this dude is serious, right? <laughs> Man, night after night, we saw bombs and 
you know, we're going to get into those numbers, folks, on the death toll in the wars. Is war the answer? What else, DT, was the BBC reporting on? All right. The U.S. provides arms, training, and military assistance to what it calls moderate Syrian rebel groups and has led a coalition carrying out airstrikes against jihadist groups in Syria since 2014, which we just mentioned before the break. Uh, but this is the first time it has targeted government forces. Does it make a difference? Do the other are the terrorists celebrating because they're, they're the U.S. is helping them do the job? Well, I mean, listen, if the Syrian army, quote unquote, again, I'm not on the ground, folks. I I, I don't know this, but the narrative tells us that the Syrian forces are battling. ISIS, along with the Russians, and so we attack Syrian forces. So I would celebrate. I mean, if the bully coming up to me and DT come knock the bully out, <laughs> I'm celebrating, right? I might just go kick him or something, you know what I mean? Uh, but, yeah, I mean, really, when you think about it, yeah, I would celebrate because I don't even have to deal with you now. Do my dirty work for me so I can go ahead and move on. And what people don't understand, they say, we need to remove Assad from power. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You know how many dictators there are in the world? Okay. <laughs> Let's talk about the genocide that's happening right now all throughout the, the continent of Africa. Okay. What about all those Africans that have been fleeing for their lives, right? What's the U.S. doing for that? See, see, you, you can't pick and choose who you're going to bomb and who you're not going to bomb because this is not about any type of um the bomb don't solve the problem it don't though. solve it's the problem like, man boom okay now we got more problems and it's not <laughs> exactly and it's not even done out of some type of love for humanity mm. because if we had a truly love for humanity and we've already said this on the show we would let the syrian refugees in right huh. he won't let them in he called them terrorists <laughs> Right. You know what? What you just said and the way that uh, it is often painted in, in words to describe the people we're opposing mm -hmm. is leave us not to really care. Like you, you ask about the six people who died. You know, somebody may say, look, I don't have any, you know, Syrian family members or people yeah. related in that way to Syria or uh, whatever. America paint them as a terrorist or whatever. And that kind of take the, the reality away from it being real people. Mm than just being this group or this this name or title that, you know, we've given them because there are problems there. Yeah. I mean, the world is interconnected. <sighs> See, the problem is, is that we, we don't seem to understand, uh, I feel, human suffering. Humans, mm -hmm. that, if, if I lose someone and you lose someone, it's the same loss. Mm -hmm. It's the same pain. I don't care what color skin you are. I don't care what country you live in. I don't care what gender you are. It is called human suffering. And somehow we seem to think that life overseas, and, and okay, let me, let me just get it real here. Sometimes we seem to think that life in the inner city is less, hmm. has less value, right? Okay. Um, Michael Brown. Trayvon, uh, I mean, we can go on and on, right? 
um, somehow that life has less value because it doesn't affect me. Now, if I'm not concerned about um, Philando Castile here in America, and I live in Minnesota, <laughs> you think I'm right. concerned about somebody over in Syria? But we're all human, right? I mean, that's what that's what connects us, man. We're all human, man. We, I, I don't, you know. Sometimes we care more about. And I see here, I'm probably gonna get some emails, some texts about this. <laughs> but sometimes we care more about animals than we do about human mm. beings. Just gonna put it out there. And I love animals, love pets, have them myself. So don't R. trip. R. P. Harambe. Don't trip. <laughs> <laughs> Don't trip. So on Saturday, Russia called on the U.S. to provide evidence for the claim that there were chemical weapons. Oh, I, at the today already. Okay. okay. Oh my! Prove gosh. it now. <laughs> and and now, again, I man, I, I know folks gonna you know see folks call me unpatriotic, man. I have to tell them every time I served my country for thirteen years, United States Navy. Okay, what have you done? Gave up thirteen years of my life. To support this country. So what I'm going to say is. Russia's right. You should show proof. You just bombed a country. The least you can do. Is prove that it was at least. What you said it was. Um, and North Korea. What did North Korea say? <laughs> uh, North Korea meanwhile. Called Friday's strike. An unforgivable act of aggression. Which showed its own decision to develop nuclear weapons. Was the right choice a million times over. See. Every action has a reaction. And if if we're trying to make the world more peaceful and safe. Mm. Where is that happening? Oh, man. <laughs> war will never lead us to that. This idea that war will bring in peace is um, foolishness. War only produce more chaos more violence, and um, more loss of life and despair. Folks, I told you we're going to take a pause from this deep conversation. We got Tiffany Nicole in the studio. I'm here to lighten the load. Yeah, she goes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's going to have to bring us up. But she's in the studio, folks. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. This is Josh K. And I am Leah Marie. And when we listen to podcasts, we always listen to One Mic, One Voice. You can change the world, it's your choice. Your choice. Hey, this is your boy Frog. I'm here with Chris, Justin, and Philip, and we host Turn On The Game, the podcast. The show consists of four men commentating on the sports world. It's strictly opinion shows as if you were sitting on the couch watching a game with your boys. 
And you can follow us on Twitter at TurnOnThe underscore game. You can hit us up on our Facebook page at TurnOnTheGame. And you can even follow us on Instagram at TurnOnTheGame. Or you can listen to us on Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher by searching Turn On The Game. You can email us at TurnOnTheGame, the number four, at gmail.com. Turn On The Game is sponsored by Blackened Studios, Oklahoma City's premier podcasting studio. Turn On. Welcome back, folks. Uh, I told you I got you all hyped up and and I got you all messed up because uh, in the studio with us, um, I have uh, grown to not only appreciate her as a person, but her artistic talent uh, is adored by uh, so many people. Tiffany Nicole. Uh, is in the studio with us. Welcome to the One Mic, One Voice show. Hi, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) So, a little background. Uh, Me and Tiffany uh, were brought together by one of the Ralph Ellison Foundation's board members, uh, Lisa Foster. And um, we uh, needed to have uh, some artwork done to uh, expand uh, Ellison's legacy, right? To popularize Ellison. Um, and this kind of came from a um, couple years ago, I was walking around. For those that you don't know, I'm the executive director, founder of the Ralph Ellison Foundation. And I was walking through schools and I noticed it was during Black History Month. I saw Dr. King, I saw Rosa Parks, I saw all the usual suspects, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, now, this is in Oklahoma, right? And I didn't see Ralph Ellison. And I thought, there's a problem with that, right? Um, where in his own hometown where he was born, uh, we are not acknowledging his greatness. And so I came up with this idea to create posters for um, for Black History Month, and we, we just couldn't get it done. And uh, And then Tiffany came along. And um, we commissioned her to do these posters. And I, I, I had to tell you, folks, you know, I, I think they've been on the Internet. You need to take a look. Are they are they up on your page or are they? Yes, they're on our on my art page as well as Twitter. Um, they're everywhere. And, and you can buy one, too. So I'm just going to say that. And when you see them, you're going to want to. But let's talk a little bit about, first of all, who is Tiffany Nicole? Well. <laughs> I'm a Okie, you know, I'm from Oklahoma City. Um military brat, so I've been all over the place, you know. Um I've uh, always been in art since I was 3 years old. I saw my mother drawing uh, Madonna. Mm. But the Madonna is uh like the, the mother Mother Mary and baby Jesus, but her mm. version was a black woman with an afro okay. with a black baby. And so that's my young youngest fondest memory of my mo- me my mother bonnie and from there um it's just something i've always done um she nurtured my um my craft uh, throughout my school years and i knew early on that i wanted to be an artist if i can paint take pictures write poetry all day long and live off of that i would do that mm. um so that's just my that's where my passion is um now um 
I try to use art as um, a way to express a lot of uh, issues that's going on in the world. And so that's just how I communicate. That's just how I express myself. And that's where art is where I turn to all forms, art, music, um, poetry, writing, dance that's you play any instruments no i don't okay i don't i i did earlier in life i did try piano but um yeah okay (laughs) but i don't play any instruments but i do enjoy uh music and all that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's never too late to it's never too late if i can get somebody who's patient enough to work with me yeah i'll I'll pick (laughs) up we have technology now you can just get on youtube and teach yourself oh just google it yeah Yeah. google it yeah i I guess i could do that yeah so 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 when you were approached about um the posters Mm -hmm. uh, what take us through that process of uh that creative process in which you produce such a phenomenal work well um I was approached by a couple of people. Um, uh, uh, one, uh, Rita Talley, she kind of left me a message, but I never got back where it was Lisa Foster that really kept calling me. And I'm like, okay. So Lisa said, what is this opportunity for you to do these posters? And I'm like, okay. So she mentioned um, Ralph Ellison. Um, and I'm like, well, I know very little about Ralph Ellison. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that there was the library on the MLK in 23rd. So as an artist, I had to do my research. Once I delved into who Ralph Ellison was, I was like, oh, my gosh, this man's been this man is an Oklahoma native. And I didn't know anything about him. And I was just astonished. And then we have this guy from Milwaukee, <laughs> Michael Owens, who got this foundation about this guy, an outsider um, working in the inside um, talking about Ralph Ellison and I don't know anything about this man so I had to do some kind of justice of really researching who my uh, uh, Ralph Ellison was and then try to create visually what he meant to me as an artist and um, create that for uh, others um, mm-hmm. to see what I see when I did my research and so um, I saw him as a legend mm-hmm. and I kept that that kept playing on all my sketches of, of Ralph Ellison as a legend. I couldn't just do one sketch. <laughs> I had so many going on, so I had narrowed it down to four. And so when I uh, brought this my ideas to the the foundation, I gave them options. I like to give options, mm-hmm. so I had these four designs that well they liked all of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, hey, we wanted all of them, <laughs> so they liked all of them. But um, the main one was the the one with the the overlay of the flag over his uh, his image, and it said um, Ralph Ellison, Oklahoma. Um, American legend and um, that's the one that we see in the schools now and um, hopefully be making t-shirts with and all that kind of stuff but uh, that was my uh, approach Uh, he was he was an American legend that um, so many of us especially as uh, African Americans we don't know enough about our history black history is American history Mm -hmm. and so I focused on that it's just not a month for us. It is 365 days, 24-7. Um, and my creative process was bringing that out in um, the posters. Well, I can tell you what, you showed out. 
I did. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you showed up. I mean, um, you exceeded our expectations. And uh, and I, I love each and every one of them. And I think they're going to help <laughs> really bring awareness to uh, who Mr. Ellison was. And uh, and you attended the gala this past year. And, and you did a live painting at the gala. Yeah. Yeah. I am kind of. Were you of, nervous? I no, I, I, I pre-partied, so I was pretty good. Um, I, um, I'm known for the live um, painting okay. artist, so it's That's like awesome. a lot of, uh, it was like, I didn't really come up with the idea until like earlier that day, so I pretty made, I pretty made, I made sure that I had something going on before I got there, so um, my paintings, especially if they're live paintings, tend to evolve from what I had in mm-hmm. my head. And it turned out really good. I was really pleased with the result. And uh, I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going to interject something here. Because you, you, you do know <coughs> that the chair of my board, Senator David Holt, is running for mayor now. Right? He's running for mayor. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and I, I'm pretty proud to have my chair running for mayor, right? <laughs> to have a conversation with the mayor. But, uh, and I do think he will win. Um uh, one mic, one voice. We don't endorse people, so uh, we, we, we won't do that today. But uh, Michael Eric Owens will. But let me say this: he bought. He he bought. See, this is where I think there's some unethical things that went on that night. How he gonna buy your painting? And I could I couldn't bid on it. <laughs> you, you know, I'm, I'm saying so. How you? You didn't even you get know, a, a chance to. I didn't even and, get a chance. And, and then he got the Thunder basketball too. Oh wow! I'm like, how you go? Wow. Like that don't seem to be done. No, no, you can't. You can't bid on it. That's un- un- how is it unethical for me to go <laughs> forward, but you the chair, right? But see, you the chair. You can pull. I guess you can pull rank like that. He huh? slid in like that and got that paint. I'm yeah, like, wow. He <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah. But that was uh. So so uh. Just briefly talk a little bit about uh, your experience at the gala. It was nothing like I ever experienced. I've been to some. Fancy shindigs, but this was pretty nice. <laughs> this is really nice. I, it was it was almost like a dream. I felt wow. like Cinderella. It was really nice. Wow. I had my girl Lisa with me, and uh, she's making sure I had the wine was coming and the snacks were coming. <laughs> I was like, I felt like a celebrity. I yeah, was, I was yeah. p- doing my little painting. Yeah. And how, we got, was, how was the VIP? VIP was nice. <laughs> it was nice. I was like, I could get used to the VIP. <laughs> right. I could get used to it. And it was it was. Uh, a lot of photo ops and yeah. people stopping by talking yeah, and yeah. and then you know I, got, I did my little quick change and uh, got ready for the the real event and mm-hmm. the event with the dancing and yeah. the, the poetry was very moving mm-hmm. and uh, it was just yeah. it was amazing yeah we're gonna step it up next year wow, wow. how can you step up from that that is amazing <laughs> we, wow. we working on it now wow <laughs> trying to figure it out but we're gonna step it up from that's great from next year that's now see tiffany has done such a tremendous job and i do mean that i don't and Aww. and dt no i i don't if if you're trifling, I say you're trifling. Oh. So she'll so trust me. Uh, I, I I shoot from the hips. So, use another uh, T word. Huh? Yeah, not, right. tremendous. <laughs> not tremendous. <laughs> and uh, and she has uh, she has so many great ideas that uh, I approached my board and uh, had uh, made a petition to have uh, Tiffany come on as our artistic director. And uh, and it was Yay. unanimous in which they wow. they approved unanimous. that position, 
And so uh, I'm very excited. Um, you announced it on Facebook. We're announcing here on the One Mic, One Voice that <laughs> you're moving into this position. And um, just share some of your kind of your initial thoughts of what does that mean to you? And uh, I guess um, what are your initial kind of plans um, as you as you become the steward of that position? First and foremost, it is a true honor to be selected as the artistic director. I mean, I'm just beyond humble and um, overwhelmed with so much uh, thankfulness and joy that you picked me for one. Um, I, I I truly want to see this foundation grow into so much more than what it is. Um, artistically, we have a really nice um art moving going on now and for Ralph Ellison Foundation to be a part of that, his name to be out there like that and to um connect with the art art community is very important to me as a, as an artist as well as um I think would be great for the foundation. Mm-hmm. Um seeing um having uh um uh, poetry nights mm-hmm. Um, reflecting on Ralph Ellison, um, seeing more um, camps where we're we're dealing with children and reading, mm-hmm. as well as uh, really expressing wh- who this man really was, mm-hmm. and um, more readings, uh, just more everything, um, yeah. marketing. Um, re- well, I uh, I minored in marketing in college, okay. and to see about marketing a lot of. Uh, things with Ralph Ellis and mm-hmm. people know who this man was, especially in Oklahoma, yeah. is important to me. So I'm really excited um, to take it to the next level. Well, I, I can tell you I'm excited and I know you're going to be working with um, Lisa Foster, our board member, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, just really, really great, I think, tandem tandem team to uh, make some great things happen. And I, and, I, and I will say this, and this was told to me by someone that um that knew mr ellison and he had come through and he saw the foundation and the work that we were doing and he said to me he said michael uh mr ellison will be pleased with you and you know that was just like that just blew me he knew him right Mm -hmm. and that just blew me away and and i will say with i know mr ellison will be pleased with his posters uh he would be ecstatic uh, with the work that you have done, Aww. I think and, it's interesting that she couldn't pick one, and yeah. that you you, just, you decided to sketch four uh, options. Mm-hmm. Had you had a chance to read um, the Invisible Man? No, I hadn't had a chance. I read excerpts from online, uh-huh. but I need to get that book. I have a nice little library at home, so that uh-huh. needs to be part of my collection. Uh-huh. Yes. Well, well, I'm and all, he's I, such a dynamic person. Yes. I think it, if it's fitting that you couldn't choose one because he's you know just so multi multi dimensional. Very that. much. Has a lot of levels to uh-huh. him. A lot of levels and layers. Well, I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you the same challenge since you staff now. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that I gave the board. So okay. by our next board meeting, which is um, June, in June, June mm-hmm. um, you have to read Shadow and Act. Shadow and Act. Yes. Okay. And we will. Uh, we're going to have a discussion about that. You cool. know, um, Mr. Ellison. Uh, you know, we're going to slide back into our topic here. Mr. Ellison said, "America is woven of many strands. I would recognize them and let it so remain. Our fate is to become one, and yet many." 
This is not prophecy, but description to become one. Mm -hmm. That is our challenge. You know what? It is a pleasure to have you on one mic, one voice. <laughs> you know you got to come back, right? Of course. Of okay, course. okay. You got to come back. You just can't come through one time and <laughs> okay. tease us like that. Okay. Yeah, come back and <laughs> share some of the great stuff that you're doing, not only with the foundation, mm -hmm. but I know you got a mural that's going to be going up in Oklahoma City. We hope. And we hope. Uh, yeah, yeah, backstory. Mm -hmm. But uh, but you're, you're always welcome here, and uh, we just appreciate you stopping by for a minute <laughs> to say hi. All right. <laughs> I enjoy myself. Thank, Thank you for having abs me. <laughs> absolutely. Folks, we'll be right back. This is Elijah Bailey. This is Richard Taplin. From the Elijah Bailey Show, bringing you all the content that you could ever desire about anime, manga, comic books, martial arts, fitness, and more. You can find us at Elijah Bailey Show on the official Facebook page and also Elijah Bailey Show without the W on Twitter and Instagram. Make sure to follow, subscribe, like, comment, and rate on iTunes and Podbean. Welcome back. Welcome back. <laughs> Man, great interview. Oh, Tiffany's amazing. Uh, I mean, did a live painting. No pressure, no jitters, no nothing. Just fantasticness. <laughs> I know. I know. And uh, I kept stopping by and watching the uh, the progress of the painting. But um, it was... You know uh, what was interesting, though, is that her perspective on the gala. You know, we've we've been doing it for a while. This is what my... Third, third one, I believe. Yes. And, uh, I mean, the shock value is, is still there, but, you know, being able to hear, you know, kind of what other people feel and see mm -hmm. and when they're when they going through that. I feel like I'm kind of like with you and yeah. because I know it's really stressful and you got a lot to do in a short amount of time, yeah. You, yeah. you know, doing a lot of legwork. And so I'm like on your side, like, okay, once the gala is going on, yeah. I'm like, okay, yeah, this is, this is cool. Everything's yeah. working the way Mike wanted to, you yeah. know. Yeah. But being able to hear her her side of that story, man, just, you know, feeling like a celebrity and yeah, I know. getting the royal treatment, <laughs> that's dope, man, because, I mean, that's that's what the that's what the vibe is yeah. when you're there. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a really classy event. You know, there are a lot of people there who are making difference in the community, mm -hmm. and it's a, it's a real um, – strong connection you make yeah. you know with the, with the different types of people that are sitting in that room and so man shout out to tiffany she, yeah no no doubt and i hope we can give her even even better treatment next year absolutely absolutely brother uh, and i think i'm gonna try to get that live painting too i'm gonna have to look at the rules yeah you're gonna have robert to rules or something like, i mean if this, if this guy become the mayor you're gonna have a, a, a tougher fight you know <laughs> i know, I know I you, mean, you, you gonna... can't go up against the mayor right <laughs> you just kind of just so you might have uh, to smooth him over now you know to try and work your way into that <laughs> and you know i might also interject uh, as we go to this video here that uh, with uh, Charlie Chapman, that that really a message for humanity. You might have saw this, but the but the mayor right now, Mick Cornetti, sits on my advisory board. So that's a that's like a uh, double whammy, I guess. <laughs> but folks, listen, check out this video. We're gonna have a conversation about it. Check out the audio. We'll be right back. I'm sorry, but I don't want to be a, an emperor. That's not my business. I don't want to rule or conquer anyone. I should like to help everyone if possible. Jew, Gentile, black man, white. We all want to help one another. Human beings are like that. We want to live by each other's happiness, not by each other's misery. We don't want to hate and despise one another. 
In this world, there's room for everyone, and the good earth is rich and can provide for everyone. The way of life can be free and beautiful, but we have lost the way. Greed has poisoned men's souls, has barricaded the world with hate, has goose-stepped us into misery and bloodshed. We have developed speed, but we have shut ourselves in. Machinery that gives abundance has left us in want. Our knowledge has made us cynical, our cleverness hard and unkind. We think too much and feel too little. More than machinery, we need humanity. More than cleverness, we need kindness and gentleness. Without these qualities, life will be violent and all will be lost. The aeroplane and the radio have brought us closer together. The very nature of these inventions cries out for the goodness in men, cries out for universal brotherhood, for the unity of us all. Even now, my voice is reaching millions throughout the world, millions of despairing men, women, and little children, victims of a system that makes men torture and imprison innocent people. To those who can hear me, I say, do not despair. The misery that is now upon us is but the passing of greed, the bitterness of men who fear the way of human progress. The hate of men will pass and dictators die, and the power they took from the people will return to the people. And so long as men die, liberty will never perish. Soldiers, don't give yourselves to brutes. Men who despise you, enslave you, who regiment your lives, tell you what to do, what to think, and what to feel, who drill you, diet you, treat you like cattle, use you as cannon fodder. Don't give yourselves to these unnatural men, machine men, with machine minds and machine hearts. You are not machines, you are not cattle, you are men. You have the love of humanity in your hearts. You don't hate, only the unloved hate, the unloved and the unnatural. Soldiers, don't fight for slavery, fight for liberty. In the 17th chapter of St. Luke it is written, the kingdom of God is within man, not one man nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power. The power to create machines, the power to create happiness. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Then in the name of democracy, let us use that power. Let us all unite. Let us fight for a new world, a decent world that will give men a chance to work, that will give youth a future and old age a security. By the promise of these things, brutes have risen to power, but they lie, they do not fulfill their promise, they never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. Now let us fight to fulfill that promise. Let us fight to free the world, to do away with national barriers, to do away with greed, with hate and intolerance. Let us fight for a world of reason, a world where science and progress will lead to all men's happiness. Soldiers, in the name of democracy, let us all unite! Welcome back, folks. Wow. Message to humanity. Message to humanity. The actor. Um, long gone but his words rang true mm. i mean i just I, I couldn't jot down everything um but fear of human progress you are not machines only the unloved hate mm. I mean, that's deep right there yeah. man with machine minds and machine hearts mm. but we're human though you know, when it when it becomes robotic, when there is no 
empathy or understanding in the actions in which one takes, you can drop bombs on people. And again, this is not just about 45. This is about the world we live in. This is about war is never the answer. Um, we think too much and we need to feel. What about the universal brotherhood he <laughs> speaks of? Sisterhood. Victims of a system. Just to follow orders, unjust orders. Orders that take human life. Folks, war does not have to happen. We don't have to kill each other. We don't have to. It is a deliberate act. War is deliberate. You just don't accidentally fall into war. Anyway, How could you? Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I mean, because there are launch codes. There are orders that come down the chain of command. There's position of the vessel. There is how the plane comes over a country. There is a GPS for hitting the target. None of that comes by accident. It is a deliberate choice. It is an order followed by loyal people to this country. But I don't think we understand the magnitude. We don't have to repeat history, DT. We don't have to. It's the them versus us type mentality. We, we can change the trajectory of history and write a new chapter where war doesn't exist, where the killing of innocent lives do not exist, but it's got to be a decision on our part. Get this. Where has war gotten us over, over our history? Well, let's look at the Revolutionary War. 217,000 mm. people died. Mm. Civil War, 620,000 lives lost. Mexican-American War, 25,000 people died. The Philippine-American War lasted three years, 200,000 people. (laughs) World War I, 38 million. Mm. World War II, 60 million. Vietnam, not until 1995 did Vietnam release its official estimate of war, war dead as many as 2 million civilians on both sides and some 1.2 million North Vietnamese and Viet Cong fighters. The U.S. military has estimated that between 200,000 and 250 South Vietnamese soldiers died in war. The the Iraq war, the Iraq body count projected at 112,667. Uh, 123,284 civilian deaths from violence, 174,000 civilian and combatant deaths. Afghanistan and Iraq, 4,486 U.S. soldiers died in Iraq and 2,345 U.S. soldiers died in Afghanistan. One million U.S. soldiers wounded in both wars and a potential cost up to $6 trillion. I think even even <laughs> even amongst the life loss, we don't consider the money spent, you know, and we yeah. talk about being in, in trillions of dollars in debt. <laughs> you know, where do we spend that money? Look, we got six, six trillion dollars in, in war <laughs> in war alone in killing. That's uniforms. That's that's arms. That's um, personnel. That's. All that stuff costs money. All that is to ensure that we mm-hmm. dominate, control, 
by any means our adversary. And it's funny because America now is is built up uh, alliances, but the the lines of the relationship are blurred because we we kind of do things mm-hmm. opposite. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like uh, going to a party with a bunch of your friends and then. All your friends jump you at the party. <laughs> it's like, dude, we right. came here together. Right, right, I thought right. we was boys. You right, know? Right, right. It's like, man. And so the United States have kind of created that relationship yeah. with a lot of people where, you know, we, we seem as, as friends on one end, but, you know, we may jump you at the party. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we exactly. You know, Saddam Hussein, right? Shook your hand. Good buddy. Romsfield. Picture Dang. taken. Photo op. Oh, uh, by the way, we probably gonna we probably gonna kill you. <laughs> okay, just letting you know. Mm. You know. Uh, let's look at forty five on Syria. Forty five says this. This is before he became president. What will we get from bombing Syria besides more death and a possible long term conflict? Obama needs needs congressional approval. Mm. Okay, that's one tweet. Okay, that was. <laughs> Uh, that was in uh, we want to say 2013. August, yeah, 2013. Um, what else does he say, DT? Now that Obama's poll numbers are in tailspin, which for him to launch a strike in Libya or Iran, he is desperate. Desperate. Okay, his actually his poll numbers are at 36. Uh, percent So his poll numbers are pretty low right now. Um, but I, I, mean, I tried to read that in 45's voice, but I couldn't lower myself <laughs> to do so. I'm sorry. But you know, the thing is, the, the thing is, DT, this individual criticized the previous administration for, for trying to get involved in Syria as being foolish. He called him, he called, he, he, that's the exact word. He said it was foolish. Desperate. But, but he bombed. He bombed the government. He didn't bomb ISIS. He bombed the Syrian forces. Okay, um, but but really, but really, DT, how? Why has peace? Why do we never hear about peace? Peace is never happening. So I mean, that's, that's I mean, peace. Peace by definition is a a good uh, template for uh, understanding of what it could be, but practicality is not is not even uh <laughs> it's not even possible but, but let's look at this definition of peace is freedom from disturbance quiet tranquility freedom from or the sensation of war or violence let's okay so mike let me ask you freedom of disturbance that's happening people are mm-hmm. being disturbed quiet no, nah, it's not quite. It's tranquil or not. Maybe on maybe on forty five's resort it is. Yeah, it's real nice. quiet. You got the evergreens. <laughs> the <Yeah>. whole nine. <laughs> nice skyline. <laughs> man. Palm trees. Man. It's beautiful. <laughs> but for us, man, this these things in peace are the opposite for us. They happen all the time. Well let so so and, and I agree with you, but but my question then is to you and to our listeners, is do we not try to achieve peace? Yeah, we do. Okay. I mean, it's the never-ending struggle, right, that we have to move toward peace. And it's our greatest achievement, too, because, you know, once once you hear people talk about how 
you know, they've they've been able to center themselves or find some peace in their life. That's like you pat them on the back, like man, that must be a great feeling. Need peace, mm-hmm. need peace. And I, you've heard me say this before. The quickest way to get me out of your life is to bring drama, <laughs> which is the opposite of peace. Mm-hmm. I want peace in my life. Okay, uh, as on a micro level, on a macro level, I want to see peace in my day. Mm-hmm. And I will not give up on the idea that humankind, man, woman, boy, girl, that we can achieve peace if we truly want it, if our behavior and reflect. Man, why is peace not at the negotiating table, man? That needs to be like a campaign for you. You, you the got peace bombs. Project. You got bombs. You know what? I if, if I was a president, I come to the table and say, "Look here, okay." Um, I can I can just bomb you. Really, I, I could. I could just right now. Matter of fact, I could just get on my phone and uh, they got just, an app for it. Now. Yeah, I got an app. Boom! You you go. You do. But you know what? Boom. I really don't want to bomb you. What I want to do is have peace. So how do we get to a position, a space of peace? Because you got the you, you got the Trump card. I can bomb you at any time. You know, I just give a you know a little hand signal. If I get this to you, you bomb them or something. You know, but but what I'm tap saying, somebody is, on the shoulder, you tap on the shoulder, bam, bomb them. But what I'm saying is that should be a last resort. Even if we come to that, we should start negotiating at a place of commonality because we are all human. I don't care if we speak different languages, we look different, this, any other thing. That doesn't matter, man. And that's what I understand. That's why we don't have leadership. That's why we don't have, if we had true leadership, that's where you start at. You start with, how can we get peace, man? You know, I can punch you right now, but I really don't want to. You know My what I mean? hurting. Yeah, we, you know, yeah, I'm, a, I'm a black belt. I'm a triple black belt. You know, I'm. My hands are registered in you know fifty fifty states. You know, what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean. I don't want to hurt you right now, but you know, I just want peace. You know right. what I mean. So why don't we? And that's what I don't understand because peace is seen as being weak. If you talk about peace, you're weak. You see, um, Charlie Chaplin said, "Don't give your life to brutes." Yes. Yes, and that's what we see nowadays. That's what we see nowadays. Folks, we winding down the show here, but I want to take a minute, DT, just to look at this map. And if you look at the map, if you're our Patreon customer, and we hope you will become our Patreon customer, patreon.com slash one mic, one voice. Go there, sign up. You get all, did I say all? All. You get all the back scenes, after party. Man, and Mike Oh, when we is, not in the studio. Oh, my God. In the after party? You think you know Michael Owens now? Oh, uh, you will know it's, him. It's, it's a different element. <laughs> I'm telling you. If we look at this map and we see where Syria is situated between Turkey, mm-hmm. Iraq, Jordan, I mean, we can see that. Um, you got Georgia and Russia right there. You have Iran. You can understand. That's why I say Syria is explosive, right? <laughs> that's quite a word to use. Absolutely. Yeah. It's it's a hotbed. Mike, right? real quick, could you give me a little information on the um, 
the League of Nations. We talk about peace, right? Mm-hmm. And that was that was the that was the League of Nations. The sole objective is to create peace between countries. That's old school. It's old school. That whole theory, League of Nations. I mean, Woodrow Wilson, right? Uh, all of that's been abandoned. Um, you know, no longer do nations come together. So the United to, Nations was supposed to be the backup plan, right? Yeah, and I mean, the United Nations was created by who? United States, right? I mean, so um, when you think about the attitude toward the United Nations is that they have no power. They can't enforce anything. Um, we are sovereign nations. So the, the, the United Nations is, is only in the veto power of the major, the major country, United States, Russia, I believe it's China, Great Britain. Uh, it's five of them. Mm-hmm. You know, I, history's rusty, but it's five mm-hmm. of them. And they have veto power, right? So any, th- any resolution that's brought up, if one of them veto, it's done. Wow. <laughs> and so it's really hard to get things done through the United Nations, right? And so, but they are the governing body that uh, that should keep, um, you know, international relations on track. However, peaceful. But 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 uh, one thing, and I'm a student of international relations. One thing you will know: there's no morality in international relations. There's no morality. The conversation doesn't even come in. The conversation that we're having about the the person that has lost a father. Or, lost a son or like the man that lost his two daughters um, um, in Syria, that conversation never comes in, okay? Because this is about um, dominance, okay? And when you are on the world stage and you're dealing with actors, which they call states, um, (laughs) it's about maintaining the way of life for Citizens. And believe it or not, you couldn't have a house, two cars. Um, you know, let me let me back up. You couldn't have that three thousand or five thousand uh square house, foot house with cars if America wasn't going around the world doing what it's doing. Because we're not sharing the wealth. Okay. So it calls on all of us. That's why I said, you know, come in full circle. We're all responsible for the bombs that were dropped and the six people that lost their lives. Folks, there are people that don't even have running water. Mm. Okay. Africa is the richest, richest as far as resources, resources. in the world, but people are starving and people are uh, disease infested. Right? But Exploitation. They have, exactly. They're being exploited by who? by the Western nations, also by China and others. China's taken oil by the barrel out of Sudan. But look what's going to happen in Sudan. China's claimed territory in Africa. Yes, they have. Yes, they have. So, folks, what I'm, what, we're going to say this in closing, and then we're going to go to the after party, and we're going to talk a little bit more about this, this explosive situation in Syria. We have bombed Syria. We found out today that the very airport, or we should say, a facility in which we bomb, they're already flying planes from it. They're already, they've already attacked, matter of fact, the same province in which we talked about in the show. So they're, they're back up and running. So what does the U.S. do next? We're involved in the Civil War. We've stepped our foot in. It's just like anything domestic. 
husband wife fighting you step in you might get punished I mean, don't get between two man and woman that, that yeah you know what i'm talking about i'm just saying mm. don't don't stay out of it but once you get in it both of them might beat you up so folks this is a pretty serious situation um one mic one voice will keep you informed uh but i would i would encourage you i would encourage you get out your map see the geography and understand um we have dark days ahead of us, not just domestically, but internationally. But I want to I, I want to play this this song by John Lennon, because this is our goal. This is our goal that we want to get to as a world. History will speak of us. Somewhere in the distant future, a scribe will reach down deep into the archives of our time. And what 
will she find? Will she discover that we overcame our differences? Will she find that out of many we became one? Or will she find that we solved nothing and remain a divided peoples? Yes, history will speak of us. We can make a difference if we try We can be the change that's in our life All we gotta do is work together We gotta raise our children better We gotta stop the hate, stop the hate And spread the love One mic, one voice you can change the world, it's your choice. One mic, one voice. You can change the world, it's your choice. One mic, one voice. You can change the world, it's your choice. One mic, one voice. You can change the world, it's your choice. Today's broadcast is being brought to you by Blacken Studios. To learn more about Blacken Studios, please visit them at blackenstudios.com or visit them on their Facebook page, Blacken Studios. Today's broadcast is also being brought to you by Perry Publishing and Broadcasting. To learn more about Perry Publishing and Broadcasting, please visit their website at perrypublishingandbroadcasting.net. The opinions of the One Might One Voice show do not reflect the views of Blacken Studios or Perry Publishing and Broadcasting. Thank you for downloading the One Might One Voice show.